Blog Talk Radio. Well, I'll be damned. (laughs) After six glorious years, they have removed my theme music from this show. Okay, well, BTR, you will be getting a nasty email from Vinny. After six years, and I don't know what the last count was, but several hundred thousand downloads, and you took my music off? Mm-hmm. Oh, we're, uh, I'm not starting off good here. All right, everybody, all oh, that pisses me off. I have had that, 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 man, that makes me mad. Hold on, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take a deep breath. That's that's like my signature. That's my signature music, and they took it off. Uh, this Absolutely. is the thing BTR does, uh, Luke. That pisses me off. They are trying to get mm-hmm. so tricky. They're out slicking themselves, and they're making this whole thing so user unfriendly that I want to take a baseball bat right now. And they're lucky it's not the '80s, <laughs> and I was fired up on the whiskey and something else. I'd take a baseball bat to this and a flamethrower. Okay. We've got to do the sponsor information anyway because it pays the bills. Uh, as always, Roscoe's Rib Shack on Redondo. Roscoe's Rib Shack on Redondo with free check cashing between the hours of midnight and 6 a.m. Tell them Vinny sent you. They will cash your check lickety split. As always, be careful in that neighborhood between the hours of midnight and 6. I'm just giving them a little, you know, ball busting. Anyway, um... <laughs> The other one, uh, and they've been with us a while, but I haven't done a show in a while. And um, based on the lack of theme music, I may be a while before I do another show. I'm really pissed off about this. But anyway, we'll get over it. Let's, we've got to move on. We're going to be talking about publicity. Anyway, our other sponsor, we were, out, we were out there with the hapless, hopeless Miami Heat now that they actually ended their season. Didn't break my heart, but anyway, it's good PR, good publicity. Guy's Groovy mm-hmm. Grab Shack out at the mobile location across from Hooters on fabulous South Beach. Everything electronics, baby, 80% off. It's across from Hooters. Uh, the Heat hang out there. I've been out there four or five times. They'd have to cart me home, so... Um, I don't go out there as often, but guys, groovy grab bag, grab shack. Sorry, guys. It's been a while. Uh, glad to have you guys back on board as well. And tonight we're going to be uh, talking about um, publicity. And, you know, it's so funny. I get on the Warrior Forum and all these places, and they talk about everything from blogging and this and that and bells and whistles. Right. And, and, and uh, we've got a really interesting guest because – I have said on previous shows, I've had Ron Douglas, who's a badass friend of mine, done the Mm big-time Simon & Schuster deal. I think he'll get mad if I call him a millionaire because IRS stuff. He always says, don't use the M word. But (laughs) he's rich. And uh, we did a great show on PR, and he had a publicist, and and, and and we're talking, God, he sold hundreds of thousands of copies of uh, America's uh, Most Wanted Recipes. But he ended up having to have a publicist, and at one point he was getting calls every single day for interviews. I mean, for everybody from CNBC to the Good. New York Times, and it got crazy. So, um, I don't. I think there's a lot of misconceptions about um, PR. We're going to go through them with my own personal publicist tonight, and I'll introduce him in a second. I'm going to introduce you in a second, dude. 
when I introduced you in a second. <laughs> I'm still thrown off by the lack of the theme music, so just give me a second to get yeah, back to it. Yeah, doesn't feel real. Yeah. Um, I know you like the song, too. Everybody loves that music, man. Um, yeah, and, I'm a you know, one-time sense, fan, man. I love that music. Censorship is alive and well here on BTR. But that's all right, because... Uh, I'll take my act to serious radio where I can actually get paid ten times the money I'm making on this gig. Anyway, um, you know, a lot of people, you know, they look at PR and they, the first thing you think of is PR Web or one of the paid services, and let's slap us something together and blast it out into that great abyss in the sky and hope something sticks for SEO value. And what I love about Luke is he's like me. First, And see, he'll actually admit, and this is why I like this guy, he's totally honest. He's not doing this for SEO. He's not, I mean, he, he's kind of like me. Now, I'm one of the best video marketers in the country. I can get you anybody ranked for about anything, and I've done it and I've proven it. But, I, you know, I'm out of that field now. I'm basically out of the whole Internet marketing game because the whole thing just kind of leaves a stale taste in my mouth. It's just a lot of bullshit being pushed out there that I don't believe in anymore. Um, you know, I try to put quality into the few products that I put out and the results speak for themselves they were they were winners but um, I think the big misconception is okay I either got to have a ton of money and hire a publicist and you know one of those Park Avenue publicists and I got to be a celebrity to begin with or a best-selling author to begin with and then these guys are gonna you know hook me up and take care of all the little incidentals or I just came up with this great new idea, and I don't have a lot of money, so I'm going to go on PR Web, and I'm just going to slap a press release up there, and I'm going to have 5,000 reporters crawling up my door, up my window, into my daughter's bedroom with cameras. And and both scenarios really are not based in reality. So I want to get a guy on here who is truly – a publicist that knows what the hell is going on and actually knows how the game is played. And I'm hoping by the end of the call, a lot of you will start looking at this because it's even if you don't use a, you know, a paid guy like, like uh, Luke uh, Avedon, who's my guest, um, and you try to do it yourself, it's going to be a little harder. But if you're going to do it, at least do it right. Um, Again, there's so many misconceptions about what's going on that it's just crazy. Um, we're going to talk about the difference between publicity and publicity stunts. I know a lot of you guys are really pissed off, really pissed off over that hot cheerleader from Texas or wherever the hell she's from. She's got legs up to a giraffe's ass, and next to her is a giraffe. She just shot with an AK-47 or a lion or something. This girl, now, I'm not here to make any judgments on, you know, the whole hunting thing isn't my bag of tea, but she's getting a ton of publicity. I guarantee you within a year this chick has her own reality show. I mean, it, again, it's, it's controversial, it's polarizing, it's interesting. So I started um, getting ready to get this restaurant sold. I retired from Internet marketing. I got a piece of a chemical company. Um, I realized one day that this restaurant's been here 13 years, and we probably spent about $4,000 in total 
you know, money and paid advertising. All the rest has been free publicity. A lot of that has to do with the gentleman I have on tonight. He's going to help me with a lot of other projects, including a certain Dr. M, who I know is listening tonight, who's going to get some information out of this. And, by the way, this is a high-end client. And, uh, by the way, and you guys, you know I'm nuts. This gentleman, after hearing this show and after getting the information I sent him and Luke sent him, will be coming into my restaurant and writing me a large check. Why do I know this? Because I know how much he spends, and I know he's a smart man, and I know that he's going to see the incredible value in what he's getting. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to my main man, Luke Avedon, out there in sunny California. What's up, brother? Britt, thank you so much for having me, Vince. It's such an honor. I've been a long-time multi-year fan of your show. Appreciate it, man. Uh, Give us a little background, um, because there was one thing in your bio that just made me laugh. Um, (laughs) It was the part. Go ahead and kind of just talk about how you started briefly, and then we're going to get into the nuts and bolts of this. Sure, sure. So I had a real estate and construction business in New Mexico, Roswell, New Mexico, of all places, even though I'm originally from New York, and I completely destroyed that business. The final straw was I destroyed the Internet, a cable TV phone service for like a quarter of the town. So Stop I had right to liquidate there. the whole business. Sure. That's the part I wanted to ask you about. Then I'm not interrupting okay. you. That Remember before the show I said I'm going to no interrupt problem. you at one point? Any yeah, little, I, I, thought I, I am that. stunned that the smoking man and the guys in those suits and, and sunglasses did not come pick you up put you in the back of some black stretch car, and you're laying out with Jimmy Hoffa. Ladies and gentlemen, this man accomplished something that is very, very hard to do. He literally shut off 25% of the grid in his particular – where the hell was it? Roswell, New Mexico. Well, there you go, the home of the flying saucers and the little green men. That is a – I'll be honest with you – that in itself is a publicity story. Okay, go on. I'm impressed. Yeah. I actually thought that was impressed. You're lucky they you weren't killed by the government. They didn't kill, they didn't kill so What you. they did okay. is they just sent dozens of union electricians, which I had to pay for, and it cost a fortune. <laughs> so that killed business. That was really unfortunate. So I had to liquidate everything. I was totally desperate down and out, and I was trying to sell all sorts of different things to make money. And the main thing I got into was selling wholesale liquidation. But liquidation. Was, okay. Right, right. Which led me to Jim Straw, which actually mm-hmm. led me to your show because he recommended it to me. And the problem was I had no credibility. No one took me seriously. That was a That's big a problem on sales. Tough business. Tough business. If you're not known, they don't want to. They don't even want to hear from you. I know. I am. I'm a little familiar with the liquidation business, and okay. it is very closed door. So. Right. So a lot of fakes and flakes because a lot of opportunity seekers get into it. Um, So I turned to publicity. I was like, maybe this will give me some credibility. Nothing I tried worked at all. So someone recommended Paul Hartunian. I went to study at that dude's knees, became completely obsessed with the system. And right away, just even getting the smallest amounts of publicity, completely annihilated any credibility problem. I mean, my first interview was just me next to, and I not only had no experience, I had negative experience, not just destroying <laughs> right. all the internet and all that, 
But I had just done a huge deal with Office Depot, and I was brand new, and I totally, totally screwed up the whole thing. Right. But I was still getting publicity, and my interview was, I was right next to the dude, the CEO of Via Trading, which is like this huge liquidation company. I'm familiar with Via Trading California. as well. They're massive. They're massive. Huge, huge liquidation oh, out, outlet. Yeah. Successful. Great story. The guy runs is brilliant. So yep. it's just me and him. That instantly gave me credibility, even though if you read my interview, was completely just, here's all the horrible mistakes I made, here's all the things I did wrong, don't do this. But it just instantly gave it the credibility because I was next to this really successful person. You were providing, so what, you call, a, a, you were providing what you call, um, and maybe I'm jumping the gun a little bit, but you were providing something that a lot of people don't have the courage to do, and that's to provide uh, and I think it was Gary. Was it Gary Halbert, my my idol of all time, who said sometimes you need mm-hmm. to provide a damning omission. You're the one who mentioned that uh, to me. And right. instead of saying every right. you know that uh, I promised you a rose garden, you might sometimes have to say, by the way, if you walk through my rose garden, you're liable to get poison ivy, and here's seven ways to avoid that. Um, and that's another way of getting publicity, um, and we'll get into that more later. Oh, but. yeah, it's never, it's never about how wonderful you are, ever. People don't want to hear about how great you are. People want to hear about you at your worst moments, at best, when yep. you're talking about yourself, or they want to hear you just giving pure value, pure helping other people. The hugest mistake I see, I have never yet met anyone who hasn't been making this mistake. It's when they're trying me, to get publicity, me, me. all they do. Exactly. Yep. Exactly, and it's completely lethal, fatal mistake. And what he's talking about, folks, is nobody gives. Pardon my French here, because I'm sure I've got ladies. <laughs> well, I got a lot of ladies. They know how I talk, but I keep it real. What he's talking about is nobody gives a shit about you. I mean, they do to a certain degree, and I don't mean it like that. But the press doesn't give a shit about you. The press is willing to make you rich and famous if you give them what they they want. But uh, I think in one of the uh, Paul Hartunian DVDs that you actually sent me, I loved his examples mm-hmm. of, like, Sally's taking tap dance lessons. Well, who who the hell gives a shit? I don't. Right. Absolutely. Um, and, and that is the number one killer of press releases is the ego right. gets involved and we start centering it around us and we lose sight of the fact that um, we, we have so many advantages. We're living in a 24-7. It's not Walter Cronkite anymore, people. You've got news that has to be filled 24-7. These people are dying for stories. And I have never seen in the history of the business worse press releases now than ever, ever before. I mean, mean, it's true. Absolutely, absolutely. There's one word that you are absolutely doomed if you see this word in your press releases, and the vast majority of press releases I see or the journalists see every day have this word, and that word is announces. So many press releases are, my dental office announces a new office. No one cares cares about that. My auto shop announces a new, or sales are up 25%. We are announcing. It's amazing. I understand some huge public companies have to do that for, like, legal reasons or something. Branding and that's so, yeah. yeah. Huge mistake. Now, if the dentist office said, um, if the the dentist office wanted to say, um, announces uh, Pornstar Jenna Jameson will be showing up, 
to uh, do a root canal, and upon completion, <laughs> she will be signing autographs in the nude. Now you have a hook and a story. Sure. Then it might work. Unfortunately, people don't do that. I mean, so, yeah, that's a killer. Absolutely. But Write that one down, folks. Announces nobody, you know, it, 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 it is a killer. Never use that. But you don't even have to go as far as a, a huge, not that I'm against that. That's a great publicity stunt. But well, most that was of your publicity and, uh, effort. Indian. Yeah. Right. I don't know what it would take to pull that off. But most of what a dentist will get publicity for, and journalists are craving to have this kind of information, is him giving just pure, great, useful how-to information. There's really only eight ways to get publicity, but the main one, more than 80%, you know, I would say 95% of what you're going to give is just good, useful how-to information. So instead of I'm announcing a new dental office, it's what do I do when I, my two teeth are in horrible pain and it's New Year's Eve and I can't find a dentist? How can I whiten yes. my teeth without going to a dentist or using those products? Do those right. over-the-counter tooth whitening products, or are they making yeah, you sick? Yeah, that's stripping These enamel are off your people teeth. People yep. want to know. Yep. And everyone thinks, not to ramble, Vince, but everyone thinks that the news is just hard news. The news is just all the horrific things happening overseas or everyone in Washington just yelling at each other. And that's right. really not true. A lot of the news, most of the news, is what's called soft news, which I actually find kind of offensive because hard news right. is mostly just about scaring the crap out of everyone. But soft news is things people actually need to know to live better, to save their lives. I mean, health is an obvious example, but any profession, any field has stuff that seems completely ordinary. I'm sure every single one of your listeners has expertise that seems boring, ordinary to them, but is unique, really helpful information to a lay audience. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you, you and I know we ran a little promotion, and we picked up six or seven, and actually we were only going to do four, but we kept getting people who wanted the offer, and I finally had to cut that off. Um, but we've got some incredible mm -hmm. clients on board already. I mean, we have a gentleman that's actually blind. Now, there's a lot of people in America that are blind, yep. and I'm not trying to be exploitive here, but this man happens to be blind, and he's also a best-selling author and speaker. Now, I know for a fact you're going to go to town with this guy. I mean, that's Absolutely. a story. That's, 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 that's interesting. I have another lady, Mary. I mean, she's got a, a, a whole life coaching system that she can drill down and um, – that you're going to be working with. We have, a, and I'm skipping a lot Brilliant. of people because I don't have the whole list in front of mm -hmm. me. So forgive me, but Brian um, too. Brian, brilliant yep. charity, brilliant book, happiness. Yep. A lot of those people yep. are in self-development author fields, and it's interesting. The authors have a slightly different challenge from the ordinary businesses that I've worked with as well. So their problem usually is not that these guys are, are guilty of it because they're all every single person you've referred to me has been wonderful right the authors have a tendency to only want to talk about their book they, exactly they have the book and this is what most publicists really do is they charge you a ton of money and because they want to placate your ego they make very fancy stationery basically about how yes. wonderful you are how wonderful your book is Press kit but that, that can actually costs be a lot more than a car Exactly. Exactly. Press kit that costs more than a car. But you want to get these people famous. Authors should try to get publicity for every little thing that they're an expert on, get tons of media attention, and then use that as a platform to launch their book and talk about their book. Because even if their book is a hit after that train, you, you can only get so much publicity from that. 
Exactly. So and I want to really tell everybody something. We, we talked about this. There's actually an industry out there, and I'm not knocking it. I'm not, I'm not going to pass judgment on it. But um, we re, I even noticed it and talked to you about our friend Dr. M. Um, he's got a book. But sure. there is an industry of sharks sure. that go after very high-end clients and charge upwards of fifteen, twenty, twenty-five thousand dollars, and tell you in order to be the expert. See, because we've all heard that, and, and to a degree, that is true. I mean, I agree with Dan Kennedy, the guy who wrote the books, the expert. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Oh but yeah. When you come, Absolutely. when you come in and you charge somebody twenty-five thousand dollars, now you've written the book. Now he's now now you walk, that person walks away. You're stuck here with the book. And the problem with that is, unless you know how to integrate that into your um, um, publicity campaigns or marketing campaigns in general, you're pretty well screwed. And, again, what most of them do is they want to talk about the book. Well, listen, your book, I'm guessing if you're a doctor, you get a hell of a lot more money being a doctor than you do selling a $19.99 copy of your book. It's a great Mm -hmm. lead-in, and it's a great way to get you some credibility, but that's not what you should be. You should be using that as a, to me, my opinion, I could be wrong. I'm not the expert you are. I'd be using the book as a lead-in to establish the credibility to get me on there when I got on there. Yeah, I might talk about the book for a few minutes, but that's where I start hitting this is the high, you know your high end coaching programs and stuff because you're not going to get rich on the book. You're going to get rich on that back end part of it. Oh sure, I think a book is great. It's a great way to catch a whale. All that Dan Kennedy stuff of why you should have a book. I mean, I know a guy Absolutely. who's a really super successful sales trainer, and when he was starting out. He would just go down to Staples, and he put together like the ugliest book I have ever seen in my life. But right. he could close way higher clients just because he wrote the book on cold calling, and, and his competitors did not. So that's great. The issue, but though, what was he I, using the book I, yeah. for? I, he was. He, I mean, you, he was using the book ultimately to get big accounts with companies. He wasn't really. Get, he didn't. He, in other words, Absolutely. he didn't go to Staples because he said, "I want to be in the book selling business." Absolutely. There's a difference. Absolutely. And, Absolutely. And, and, and yeah. it's worthwhile, but it's not necessary at all. I mean, it's worthwhile when you're soliciting journalists. You have that on your bio. Absolutely. It helps make you more of an, an expert, but it's not – it can't be the be-all and end-all. I don't care even if you're a best-selling author. The other issue is, which really kind of surprises me, and it makes sense, I mean, this is even before I met you. I've had people hire me and be like, I don't want to get started for four months, six months. I'm working on a book now, and I'm just going to keep you when I'm done. Then we're ready to go to do publicity. And that's completely wrong. It doesn't matter if, if you're starting out, if you're completely pathetic as I was, even if you have no real experience in your field, you want to start getting publicity now because it's something that just builds and builds. It's a time-intensive kind of thing to do. Right. So... You don't have to yet be the published author. You can talk about how the issues that you're writing about. You can talk about uh, the process that you're going through. I mean, if you're starting a business and your business is not yet successful, you do not have to wait until it's successful to start getting publicity. That's completely backwards. Exactly. I totally agree. And nobody does that. Instead, they want to spend a lifetime blogging and and doing all this stuff, and they don't realize that with a simple press release that is done in the correct format 
targeted perfectly, um, they could be way better off. And let's talk about I love the fact, again, you as a publicist, you know, I see all these Fiverr offers. I see all these offers. We're going to blast your release to two zillion. We're going to we're going to we're going to send right. it over to L. Ron Hubbard territory. And and the problem with that is what what they're really trying to do is you know the SEO the SEO stuff. And you and I both said again. SEO isn't right. really what you're – you're not doing this. I mean, that's kind of a byproduct, and it's nice if you get – but what you told sure. me, and it was so brilliant, was you you create custom press releases, quite a few of them, I might add, more than Paul Hartunian, who's the godfather even does. Absolutely. And you put them out there for one reason. You use a, you use a very high-end paid service to do it, but you put it out there for one reason – to figure out what are the best press releases, at which point tell them what steps right. you take next. Tell them, walk through how you would work with sure. a client. Sure, I'm absolutely, as soon as we get off the phone, and I'm about to do this with one of the people you sent You're over. You're going to do a 45-minute so consultation to begin with. But let's just run through the steps of what you do. Okay, and anyone can do this themselves too, to get free publicity. So the first thing I do when I work with someone else is I have to – do the consultation, which has some value on itself. And part of that is me really interrogating them, like a CIA right. officer or something. I'm sure. trying to find these little nuggets, which I have trained myself to look for. That's not obvious things. It's not crazy gimmicks. It's just little nuggets of someone's background or what someone does that can work as publicity angles. So I'm putting together a whole strategy for them through that. Then I read everything they have, every marketing material, every marketing piece. If they have a book, that's great. If not, no big deal. Old interviews, if they've already gotten publicity, all this stuff. So I'm pulling out all the gold nuggets from there. Then I'm going to go ahead and find – we're going to do dozens of different ideas of what I think could work pretty well. If right. they don't have an interview yet, the next step is I do a mock interview with them. There's a few reasons for doing this. The main reason to do a mock interview is the number one reason people don't do this stuff, this is I'm convinced of it, even though no one admits it's true, is they're too nervous, too terrified to do the interviews. So it's really helpful to have someone who will coach you. We don't have to just do one. I just help them until they're so comfortable that they could be a zombie in a coma and do a, a pretty good interview. The right. other thing is if if they have never done an interview before, I want a recorded interview that I can use to solicit journalists because I don't only do the press release thing, and I can get into that. And it's really right. helpful to say, hey, look, guy does a good interview. Here, just check it out. Send them an MP3 file. So that's an important next step. Then what I'll do is a minimum 20 press releases, but I often do much more, of what we think might be good story ideas to begin with. That's where the online thing comes in is I put them all out through paid distribution services. You may get some interview requests from that. You likely will get some exposure on Google News, but who really cares about that? Or a little bit SEO juice. I don't really know much about SEO. And as you said, that's how everyone's pushing online press releases, but it's not really that helpful. The real and reason is I want to see what for the money. Isn't eventually, I think Mary mentioned sure. this to me, you could blast out all these releases and get press releases on Google all day, but the bottom line of doing publicity is a road, a stairway up 
to heaven or whatever you want to call it that leads to money. I'm seven. I'm sounding like Kevin O'Leary from the Shark Tank. Money. That's what this is all about. It's not about seeing any. It's not about seeing a bunch of links on. I mean, if that's what you want to do, I mean, that's fine. That's not what I want to do. Well, you put a put a press release out that actually gets people to send you money, and if they don't have money, right. they steal it from their wife and, and send you the money, or bang her credit card and send you the money. <laughs> that is ultimately what it's about. It's not, a, I mean, the, the byproduct, again, sure, the celebrityism sure. and all that, that's all nice and stuff, but I, you know, and i got as oh, big yeah. as ego as anybody, but give me the money over the ego any day. Sure, sure, and that's why you don't just want to have this stuff plastered on the Internet. You want to take that and then reach out and touch, touch real journalists, real outlets. You want to mail it to them, fax it to them, which hardly anyone else does, so you really stick out. And then you want to find the best journalists for your situation, and you want to solicit them individually, which is something Paul Hardunian does not do, uh, but I found works pretty well. And as you said, the whole goal is to get real media interviews, and that leads to real money. And one reason is there's basically a few, but one main reason is since we're talking about about the quality of lead. Talk about Dr. M, our doctor that is going to come in and write me a check this week because the value (laughs) on this is incredible and because Dr. M spends probably more money on advertising than a lot of people make in a year, and I'm not lying about that. Um, The benefit, use him, he's a high-end example. Then we'll use somebody else who's probably got two nickels in the bank. But let's use him as an example, Dr. M. Yeah, he's a great example uh, with Dr. M, chiropractor. Yep. One thing that happens is your quality of leads you get through publicity is the highest type of lead that you can get. You know, if someone walks off the street to go into a doctor's office, Yep. They're probably a pretty low-quality lead. If someone exactly. reads his whole ad in the newspaper, which is brilliant, you know, that's how we started talking about him, yep. they're much more pre-qualified. They're going to buy more. They're going to really stick yep. to a term of care. If someone sees him speak in front of a community group, he's up there uh, as an authority figure. That's a higher-quality lead. If someone reads his book, maybe an even more high-quality lead. But if someone sees him in the media... There, his authority is so high that that type of lead is legendary. without an I mean, I love using the yeah. word legendary. I own the common law trademark to the damn word. I want to make the guy legendary. He's got money. He's got, and I'm not telling him he should quit advertising. He's got, uh, he's been advertising full page ads for two and a half years. We know he's got a control piece. We know this guy is smart. We know this guy's got some money. And and I also right. know that he has paid a hell of a lot more money from a, to a lot more people than what I'm asking for. But when it's all said and done, plus the money back guarantee, which I guarantee you the newspaper isn't offering him when uh, the ad goes south sure. or something, um, he is going to be the man. Because when it comes down to it, when people see ads they know they're paid for they're bought and paid for when they see stories and they see journalists right. writing articles and and we were reading his copy which is so brilliant whether he wrote it or not i mean i would say somebody i'm guessing a twenty five thousand dollar copywriter wrote that it's that good i've been sure. around long enough to know who i think he works with and i won't mention the marketer's name but the guy uh is is huge he's a legend and the the fact of the matter is 
uh, he's got a control piece. He would not be running a full-page ad for two and a half years in the most expensive paper in my town if it wasn't polling. But what we can do for someone like him is take it to a whole new level and now make him – the leads, the leads are going to go down to zero. The value is out incredible, and he's going to become legendary. He is going to be the chiropractor. He's going to be the guy when somebody oh, yeah. needs a story on pain, or we just went through his sub-headlines, his little bullets. Those, he's got eight bullets that could all be press releases that are incredible. So that's a high-end guy right, right there, and that's my goal with him. Yeah. I want this guy to be legendary. I want to say I made Dr. M legendary. I, I'm, not, I, I, I'm not sure I can make You know, he's already rich. He's already got money. He's already, we know that. But in my case, it's an ego thing. I want this guy to be legendary. I want people to say, man, I know who this guy is, and that's what free publicity can do for you. Right. So, well, and it's That's worthwhile to do, even if one issue, too, especially with doctors, is if you're in pain, you know, a lot of advertising only works when someone is fed up with their current provider, right? So right. a lot of, you know, I've seen this, in, it's in Dan Kennedy's Magnetic Marketing, the mm-hmm. only time people try a new pizza place is when Domino's has messed up the order. So the whole point yeah. of your advertising is you're there when that time, you know, a pizza is supposed to come and it's just a sneaker or something. But with medicine especially or anything really, when you hear the doctor on the radio, if I'm in pain and I'm kind of happy with my doctor, I think he's doing the best thing for me. But if I hear someone on the radio being interviewed as the expert, the doctor, I'm going to call him. I'm not going to call my doctor anymore because he's the guy. He's automatically the guy. And it doesn't matter if you run ads in the New York Times or the Wall Street Journal, maybe they're successful ads, and that's great, and you should certainly do that. But it's nowhere close to having those papers endorse you, right? Because everyone knows that you're paying that paper to say that about you. And let me bring up something else. Um, sure. I'm guessing, I, 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 I'm, I, I, let's just pick a figure. I'll say he's spending, and, and, and I'm just picking an arbitrary figure. I, I'm going to guess his ad costs ten grand. It may cost more. If do you, do you realize people out there you can get a better quality uh, write up, a better quality write up that could cost you as little as fifteen cents. I mean literally, mm-hmm. it could be a fact. And the ROI now he has to. I guarantee you this 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 particular doctor has his metric, met, metrics rather down. He knows what it cost him to obtain a client. I'm sure it's pretty high, but when you deal with free publicity, um, it's a whole new ball game because if you spend uh, a, a postage stamp or or you fax something and you're able to generate orders again, money. Um, what is your ROI on that? It's, it's thousands of percent. Huge. It didn't cost you anything. Huge. And publicity is about, because I don't believe in this, there is you know, free, mark, you know, free marketing or paid marketing. I, don't, I think both are bullshit because your time is valuable. But with a press release, if it's sure. done right, um, I mean, we know I, I got written up 
in I think it was Florida Monthly or whatever, it was a three-page mm-hmm. color spread. Had I had to spend the money on that, what that it cost? would have been fifteen to twenty thousand dollars. We got so much business from that, and you know what it cost me? It didn't even cost me the fifteen cents. It just it just right. happened to be that one day. In this case, it was just lucky. One of some lady came in here at eight, and she happened to know somebody who wrote for the magazine. Said, "You got to go check this guy's seafood place out." Next thing you know, we got a picture of the whole smiling family, except Vinny, because right. I don't do pictures. Um, you, you couldn't, you couldn't really write a check for that. I don't think I could I mean, write a check. For, I don't think, yeah. If you said, "Do a three-page spread on my restaurant and take right. off that stuff that says paid advertisement." Have it by your top journalist. Make it your feature article. There's no what they wouldn't accept. There's no amount of money you could pay them to accept no. it. But what's so bizarre is for free if you're doing it the right way and you stay at it, you can very realistically do that. You know, earlier Vince, you said that Gary Halbert was your all-time uh, all hero. I love him because he was he. Amazing. Gary was damaged like I am. Gary had some problems. <laughs> Um, we, well, we did. We shared a lot of problems. We, we failed at love. Uh, we both probably drank a little too much. We both had issues. But we both, one thing that I will say, and I'm sure not comparing myself to Gary Halbert, but I have never, and I'm batting eight, and I think it's been, I've put out seven or eight products before I retired from Internet marketing. I never put a loser out, ever. And I don't consider wow. this an Internet marketing offer, so we can make this number nine. I'm going to tell everybody how I literally slapped up a little blurb about publicity on Facebook. I promoted it for $7, and I could, I'll just tell you, it brought in damn near $5,000. I did not run a Facebook wow. ad. I, I'm letting you know. You're impressed now. <laughs> I, I mean, I, I mean – but the value, but but it should have because your interview broke down the steps. Um, I want you to ask these people because we've got a lot of people who are into weird businesses. Forget the sure. business for a minute. How do they take self inventory in their own business? I would say start with a sheet of sure. paper. What do they need to write down? What what? Okay, right. I don't care what it is. I don't care what. You, don't say. Okay. Don't give me that bullshit line. My business is different because if you do, I'll ban you from the show. Not you. Who's ever listening? If I can find you, I'll ban you. I don't think I can find the ban button. You don't anymore. want to be banned. Damn. Well, I don't think I can find the button anyway. They probably got rid of that. But um, right. how do people the do it? Anybody? Thing- how do, you're a jazz musician. You, you do briskets. You you are in a. You're doing the the, the life coaching. You're a, uh, a a public speaker. You run a bakery. You do this. I don't care what the hell it is. How would a person start? This is assuming they're not going with you. But what would what sure, what is sure. the first the first thing they got to lose is the me me me. What would you recommend they right. write down on a so sheet of paper? You want to take out a piece of paper and you want to write down. You want to start taking a personal inventory. A lot of people yes. think this is really silly, but it's not. And this is why oh. I interview people. Is you want to find first every problem that you solve, everything you know how to do, everything about your past interests, any community groups you're involved in, what are your political beliefs, what are your religious beliefs, everything about you, everything about the experiences you've had, because most of what you're going to do, the first place we're going to look is what's useful how-to information that you can give to people. And that's going to come through personal inventory. I mean, there's stuff that people don't even know is valuable. Like I was talking to someone that you referred to me, you know, who mm-hmm. does self-development, life coaching type stuff, 
And okay, like Mary, see, in instead, of, instead of Mary doing it ass backwards the way normally it would happen would be, hi, I'm Mary, I'm doing this life coaching and this and this, and, and, and she thinks she'd be doing the right thing, whereas she'd be far better off saying, here's seven ways that you can get unstuck or seven ways that you could – you could sure. end depression, well, what we want to do is we want you to, know, or something to that to, effect. That's the self-help right. that you're talking about, right? Not talking so much yes. about, hey, I have a life coaching program that costs X amount of dollars, but to actually provide that. That's what the media wants, people. They, they want They Absolutely. want that how-to information. You want that to break down problems. that process, not just yes. how great my book or program is, but yes. Mary's a good example. Many people are. They have specific things in there which are expertise. For example, Mary is really into meditation. I'm really into meditation, so it's an easy thing for me to spin ideas from. She can talk about how much time people waste at work, people aren't feeling fulfilled, how if they started doing a little bit of meditation, their business would improve. All these little things, instead of just being like, this is There's how amazing market my market for that. Huge market, and you target those And that's what I like about yeah, you, too. You don't just throw the, the spaghetti on the wall. You actually target it. And before I go on, I want to mention another client. My man, he lives in Florida. Uh, 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 I think I, I think they're divorced now, but they're just a great couple, two good friends. And I swear to God, these two, uh, I'm going to have to get in the gym because they're both. One, her name's Lori. She's got a Hay House publishing <laughs> deal. You're going to be working with her. I don't know if you've talked okay, to her yet, I'm but I need to, I need to get with not her yet, to let no. her. Um, and her ex-husband's name is Matt, and he's cut like he's just got, I mean, he's like he just got out of uh, 4,000 hours of pumping iron. And that's another, that's another client. She's got a, uh, Hay House is a big-time publishing house. And, and, sure. and uh, again, the same type of deal, the same type of deal there. So we, the right. client, it doesn't, those, it's not it your business. It's, it's what you bring to the table because every business really? – has how-to information that could be beneficial to someone. I want to give you two really specific examples. These are uh, clients that I uh, have before I met you, Vince. One is a wedding photographer, great wedding photography business, Doll Photog in Irvine. They wanted to start getting publicity. They got the idea like, okay, it's about useful how-to information. But they wanted to only do how to pick the best wedding photographer, stuff like that, which might work but that's a little bit too much self-promotional. So as we were talking about, I think it's in Dan Kennedy's ultimate sales letter, Always Make a Damning Admission, similar principle is why not talk about things no one else is going to talk about? For example, how to take a perfect wedding photography just from your iPhones. You might not need a photographer at all. Get publicity for stuff like that because everyone's going to be like, oh, my God, they're a photographer. Why are they talking against their own self-interest? It also ties into the bigger picture of the fact the economy supposedly sucks. I mean, that's what you hear every day. Uh, So I I notice a lot of news stories uh, centered around how to save money. So if you've got something that saves money, um, that's exactly something unique and different, yeah. Absolutely. You take Absolutely. Insight into the local economy is one of the eight ways you can go about it to get publicity. Another guy, this is also a really powerful thing. He's in the inventor business. He wants to like coach inventors and he works with patent attorneys and stuff. And he's real trying slimy to do publicity. That is. <laughs> As real, we know. Exactly. That's exactly what I said. So he's trying to compete on pure expertise, even though he's not really an attorney, right? So right. instead it was like, okay, work for all these attorneys. You become the whistleblower. 
You know, kind of like that, Edward Snowden yeah. with NSA, regardless of what you think about him, that's a very right. compelling human story. You're yep, the whistleblower. I, yep. That's your overall hero's arc for all your publicity stuff. Exposing the scams in your industry, very powerful. Whether it's a sleazy business like that, or you can just talk about, you know, problems with seafood or all the... Every industry has crappy things going Oh, absolutely. Going on. So you can be the whistleblower. Very I'll powerful. I'll tell you what, we had a big story run about us because... Uh, People were claiming in the restaurants to be selling fresh grouper. Well, we actually do. We actually get ours off the boat. Right. We drive two hours and pick them up off the boat. A lot of people are okay. selling uh, grouper that I believe has been left over from the Vietnam War. It's not even grouper. And they did a big expose piece, and we got mentioned as being one of the uh, one of the few, if not only, places that actually sold real. For, I mean, and when there's a net ban and you can't legally buy grouper, and I go and see a restaurant that's selling grouper, I know right away they're a fraud. And, and it's not going to take right. – uh, and not only that, it's illegal. And, and you know, and those are exactly. the stories again. So you, so we're Very all bitching about, oh, man, we sell grouper, man, and now we got a net ban and we're going to lose money because it's our most popular fish. And at the time, I should have jumped all over that and said, no, this is a great chance to get some publicity because we've got mahi and snapper and all this other stuff that is fresh, and, they're, right. and, and, and our grouper Brilliant. is fresh. That's why we don't have it. When people would walk in and say, where's the grouper, I'd say, I'm sorry, there's a net ban. Well, I saw some somewhere else. Well, you weren't seeing grouper because it's not legal to sell it right at this moment. So that's, and, that's a great and, idea. And by the right. way, that inventing industry you're mentioning, that, that's a, that was a brilliant idea because I have never seen an industry that belks like older people. They come up Very and spend sad. their life inventing something, and then they spend thousands of dollars with a patent attorney. Oh, my God. And they, they end up getting – they end up, you know – Inventors are uh, an odd lot anyway, but they don't deserve to get screwed. And that, to me, when you Absolutely. told me that was your hook with him, I said, this guy is my guy, because that was brilliant. That was brilliant. Oh, that, thank you. That's very kind. It's very called kind. positioning. Yeah, and Position yourself different, right. guys. Exactly. Differentiate or die. About. Differentiate or mm -hmm. die. Don't, don't, again, you know, I've, ta I've said it before, man, if you want to be – you know, being the same as everybody is being the same as nobody. I mean, you're, you know, you're, you're just one of the lemons jumping off the cliff. I like to be standing up there selling them the imported defective parachutes because what's the difference? They gave up on life long ago. <laughs> right. They, they're keeping up with the Jones family. And, and what's so great in terms of what sounds like stupid theory, but in terms of kind of getting what's unique positioning about your business, your USP, if you will. Yep. For example, you actually sell real fresh, uh, I can't remember what fish you were. It's called grouper. Never Frozen, yeah. Never Frozen. Never Frozen. You're the yeah. real restaurant who does this, okay? Yeah. So if you, you could run ads about it, but way more compelling is now you've got a journalist who's writing an article exactly yep. about your USP. I'm working with another chiropractor in Texas who – you know, had no idea what to publicize. She really didn't want to do a stunt. She did some kind of stunt stuff earlier, mm -hmm. and that's fine. But she is really passionate about all the new stuff happening with healthcare and how it's kind of putting so much pressure on her to treat every patient like sure. this factory kind of situation. And her whole USP is that she's so, uh, no matter what, she will always spend more time than anyone else, than any other yeah. doctor. 
And she didn't even really know that that's something that she could publicize. But that's huge. That's a huge, it's tied huge into the story right news, there. And that's what Ron Douglas, he mentioned that. That was a great tip from Ron Douglas. I've got to give him credit. He said, always be thinking of a way to take your business and spin it somehow into the national news. I used a really crude example five years ago when I did a publicity show on this show back when I was like uh, – in my Richard Pryor days where I wasn't quite as refined. <laughs> but I said, if, you know, I said, if you see in the news that Britney Spears has just been busted at the airport with two grams of cocaine in her pocket and you're running a drug rehab, nobody cares about your drug rehab, but you could spin that because you're, you're, you're hijacking the national news and say, by the way, we cater to... Um, uh, you know, discreetly anonymous celebrities with drug problems. Now you could replace it with Lindsay right. Lohan and got Charlie Sheen or anybody Any else. Any celebrity thing. And, and turn, Any I mean, and when she got robbed, I said the same. There was a security guy uh, down there, and I said when uh, I think it was Paris Hilton got robbed out of two million dollars worth of jewels. It was all over the news because, of course, we all supposedly are supposed to care, uh, but apparently we do because they put it on there. And I'm thinking to myself, if I owned a security company, I would be putting out a press release positioning myself as the security company to the stars because it's timely and it ties into this national news. And I think that's important as well. Oh, I really absolutely. do. Absolutely. Not just tying it to national news. So most of your campaign is evergreen content you can reuse. But as soon as you hear something that ties in, exactly, you want to get it out right away. The other thing is you mentioned celebrities. Tying into celebrities, that's, it's such a weird thing. But anything you can say that you relate to that's happening with celebrities is huge because there's, the American religion is basically celebrities now. I mean, it's, oh, it's yeah, pathetic. Oh, yeah, we're all star, it's it's you know present. what. Yeah. Yeah. Right, but it's, it's huge. And then that's part of why the credibility factor of publicity is so powerful, because people subconsciously really think if you're on an outlet that famous people have been on, then suddenly it's like you're coming down from Mount Olympus where the pantheon of gods live, and you get that halo effect. It's completely bizarre. And it can add up but to it's millions. Really true. It adds up to millions. I mean, guys, right. seriously, my friend Ron Douglas, New York Times bestseller. You can look him up. America's Most Wanted Recipes. Ron's told me personally, and I think the number's higher now. He said if he added up all the free publicity, it would come to over six or seven million dollars. Uh, Paul Hartunian, the Godfather of uh, publicity, he stopped. He, he basically, I'm guessing tens and tens of millions of dollars in free publicity. Yeah, he finally just stopped it at like at six or seven because he said he didn't think people would believe him. But he, he's got the proof there. And once you know how the game is played and you, and, you, and you find that, again, those little nuggets that you can tie in that are helpful and are newsworthy, uh, you could literally go to the bank. And, and, and for the guy who's busted, who's starting out, and you don't have the money, my God, this is the best. I, this is so. This is the place to start. We only got a few minutes. Talk about the broke. I'm sure. going to use the term broke sucker because I've been broke. I've been homeless. I've been broke. Oh yeah, me too. Uh, I, I, I've, I've had it happen to me. Uh, I, I can't think of anything. In fact, you know what? I would use that as a hook. A homeless man go because you know. I mean, you can take your faults. Oh yeah, and and well, it's an um, amazing loss in 
redemption story. For example, I kept People love losing redemption. all my money. Yes, and getting started, exactly the same thing. I had no money, no experience, no credibility, but just getting even really small local publicity was able to open doors. And people are desperate to help other people. It's one of the most lovely things about human beings. So the more hard time you're having, I mean, a lot of guys, because I know a lot of your audience is into internet marketing and stuff, and a lot of these guys, you know, they want to do offline consulting or something, but they're approaching it as, I'm already an expert. I'm the big guru. But you can get publicity just talking about, I'm a guy trying to make extra money. I'm a guy trying to start a business. Here's all the scams. Here's all the things that didn't work for me. Here's all the sad things, just as we were talking about with inventors. Exactly. Similar thing. Exactly. No, I mean, it, it's, exa- it, 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 it's so true. And it's like whether and, you're... You're, it's whether you're my doctor, the am who I I know again. And by the way, I'm going to do something because it's a line from Rocky. Do you believe America is the land of opportunity? Apollo Creed does, and he's going to give an unknown a shot at the heavyweight title. And it's you, Italian Stallion. Um, if I close this. Dr. M, and I hate to use the word closed because, quite frankly, the value. This, by the way, I mean, Luke's service can run up to $4,000 a month. He puts, he, uh, by the way, when journalists call, you have to be there within 30 minutes to answer the Absolutely. call. He has a dedicated number. He actually will take these calls for you so you don't have to do it. He'll forward it. So, um, Doc M, if you're listening, you don't have to worry about that either. But if you do take us on, give us four months. We don't do what we say we do. Full money back guarantee, as that applies to all students. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna find one person out there that I'm thinking of right now that I would love to almost trade places with. He's never gonna be rich, but he loves what he's doing. And man, if I could ever find that in my life, I'd be happy. He's a guy I talked a little bit to you about him before the show started. Um, sure, sure. He is so positive and uplifting. He's the type of guy that I would love to, to provide this service, um, even out of my own pocket, because as we know, I bought thousands and thousands of dollars worth of Luke's service. If anybody is interested, uh, we're somewhat full at this moment. I, I, I'm not going to quote prices at this time. I'm going to get with Luke. But, and I'm not even going to put a slap a sales page up there. This is a no-pitch thing. You can find me on Facebook, Vegas Vince. Very easy to find me. Um, my email is VegasVinceLegend at gmail.com. If you're interested in working with Paul, um, I always say Paul because Paul was a publicist I knew that I – uh, long story. If you're interested in working <laughs> with me and Luke, um, get with me. I'll see what we can do. No guarantees again. I'm not slapping up a sales page because I can't inundate right now. Uh, th- he provides a real personalized service. This is, again, this isn't a guy who's just slapping out a bunch of, you know, f- uh, Fiverr press releases and let you go on your own. He's going to take the time to get you on the phone. He's going to um, literally put a farm list of journalists together. He's going to target your offer. Everything is going to be done over a four-month span. And um, I, I wouldn't put – I'm putting my reputation on the line. I'm not in the Internet marketing business anymore. I got no interest in it. Um, I'm interested 
in somewhat in an ego part of it, I'm interested in guys like this doctor because I know he can be greater than I, I just know Dr. M can be the best, I mean, the legend of Central Florida. I also know there's a lot of you out there that can take what you have and pimp, uh, I'm going to use the word, pimp the media and get rich and famous. And it's happened more often than you would ever imagine. Um, it, it, it happens a lot. And, again, I said it, I, I think Paul, Paul, uh, Paul said it, Paul Hartunian, but I said it, I never knew he said it, but I said it years ago. And, and I'll finish with this. Um, the media today is more than willing to make you rich and famous if you just know how the game is played. Uh, Luke Avedon knows how the game is played. If he didn't, I wouldn't even be doing the show, and I sure wouldn't be paying him money. I'm, I'm not, you know, this is the guy I'm paying money to. This is the guy that I believe in. This is the guy who knows how it's done, and I love his style. He doesn't try to become bigger than the client. He keeps a low key. He does it. He will do you right. So, again, if anybody's interested in the future, hit me up. I'm not putting up any links to anything. You guys find me because if you're really that interested in your business, um, growing it, using this technique that nobody seems to use, they've got it all ass backwards. It's not blasting out on PR web. It's, it's using it in a strategic way. Um, Luke knows how to do that. And, uh, Luke, I'll let you just close until that wow. lady, annoying lady says uh, uh, the show's over. So go for it, brother. <laughs> I appreciate you being here. Thank you, We're going to do real right well. We're, go- we're going after low-end clients to help them out, and we're going after high-end clients. Dr. M, $16,000 value. You got the price. You got the, uh, the big box coming to you tomorrow. I hope you listen to the show. Um, come down. Dinner's on me. Bring your checkbook. We're going to make you legendary. Finish it up, uh, Luke. Thank you, Vince. That was incredibly, incredibly kind of you. What I wanted to mention, since I mentioned Gary Halbert before, you know, I remember I have all his copywriting seminars, and he would always say the way you want to approach writing copyright is the dream, the fantasy scenario. And instead of advertising in the newspaper, that they would send a journalist down out to your business, they would learn everything about you, and they would write this glowing long article about you, kind of like what happened to your restaurant. Right. And he would always talk about that that's the dream impossible scenario, but it's actually very realistic. It's just a lot of labor, a lot of testing, a lot of iteration, but it absolutely can happen for even the most boring, ordinary business. You don't have to be as interesting as Vegas Vince to make this stuff work. Oh, hell no. No. You, you, yeah, and I'm not all that interesting, believe me. <laughs> I'm not all that interesting. Um, I, th- I, I think free publicity, again, it's very misunderstood. Um, people have it all absolutely. asked backwards. I hope we cleared more up some things. More misunderstood than marketing. Oh, absolutely more misunderstood than marketing, or more people would be doing it. Like I said, I guarantee you 90% of the people I talk to, think that it's blasting on PR web. Guys, I, I'm, I'm really sorry. I wish I could have added 15 minutes to this, but um, we will do a future show. In fact, we're going to do some future shows with students and let you know how they're doing. Uh, thank you to Luke Avedon. Thank you to everybody who tuned in. We had a lot of listeners tonight. Love you guys. And as always, may you live to see the dawn. May all your dreams come true. May you always remain forever young. And as always, stay legendary. 
And uh, Mary, have your guy. I befriended him. Um, I'll definitely um, attempt to get with him tonight. I have to do a little bit of work, but if I miss him tonight, I will get with him tomorrow, but I will get him that uh, PDF off. And uh, thanks, everybody. Start thinking about PR in a different way. Look at the nuggets in your business. Um, we'll do another show about structuring press releases and things like that so you guys uh, have it put together. I'll have Luke back on, and we may even have some student success stories. Um, we've got some great clients already on board. Love you guys. Peace. Good night. Thanks so much, Vince. So long.